Business Tech Weekly Podcast, episode number 74. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traub. Hey, this is the podcast where we come to you on a weekly basis to talk about technology tools, tips, apps, and everything else that helps your business to become more profitable, more proficient, and productive. And is there any other PR words? I don't know. Prolific. Uh, pro- prolific? We help you become more prolific. I don't even know what that word means. I have to look that up now. Uh, I think prolific. I mean, like be a prolific writer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I uh. know what context you would use prolific. Oh, okay. Okay. Prolific. Is it just mean re- really good or uh, very I think it consistent? Means, you know, like an abundance. Okay. You know? Yes. We, creating a lot of something. All right. So there. We, we help you do that. Anyway, great show today. I'm glad we got that uh, figured out. All right. Well, we'll talk to you all next week. Let's Until wrap. Then. There you go. Join the community. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Andy? What's going on in the business technology world? Uh, well, there's always new things coming out. The question is, do they stink or not? So, Do they stink? Well, you know, I'm saying there's always new things coming out in the technology world, but, uh, you know, are they worth our time? So ah. that's why people listen to Business Tech Weekly, I hope, because we uh, we will vet them and uh, figure out if they're worth, worth you spending your time on. And found a, a few little... Uh, you know, hidden improvements. I think Google's interesting because they, uh, the first thing I want to talk about that they have so many improvements that I, sometimes I think they don't even announce them. They just show up. So did you see this in notes about the updated labels? I saw the notes and I am actually now pulling it up here and it's sure enough. I have this. Yeah. So, so for those who are, uh, you know, label capable, I mean, you know, you've, you've created labels and filters for all kinds of different, uh, you know, emails to come into your account, whether you want them to skip your inbox, but, you know, get labeled. Um, you know, th- those are great, but, you know, I, I like to have uh, inbox zero is always the goal. And so I like to have as decluttered uh, a space as I can. But I've got my calendar on my, uh, I've got a calendar widget, I've got my chat widget, and all inside my Google Apps, Gmail window. And I noticed the other day when I was playing with some filters that one of the options now, when you go into... Uh, I should say, when you go into your labels, so on the left side, you can click on uh, settings for your labels. One of the options has always been show or hide. So either show it or hide it in the in the main screen. But now they have a new option that says show if unread. So only show the label if there's an unread message that is in that folder or label. And it has helped clean up my desktop a lot because I used to have, you know, have them color coded and yada yada. So uh, there's some where there sometimes where none of my labels are showing on the left side because there's no unread messages in them. So uh, again, on the left side of your inbox, uh, you're just going to hover over your labels area, and you probably have to click on the more tab, and then you want to scroll to the bottom, click on manage labels, and yep. that'll bring up the screen where you can see the name of your label, and then show hide or show if unread. I absolutely love this, and I am going right now to actually just make them all show if read, because this actually could help me get rid of some of my multiple inboxes. 
Yeah, I uh, don't use my multiple inboxes because um, well, I should say I use I use them, but I I think I'm going to get rid of them because again that was the point of having them is to have that other that other you can look inside of it uh, more quickly. But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to turn my multiple inboxes off and and see. Uh, yeah, That's what that looks like. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with this one, but I can certainly see because the the you know one of the things that you can do. If, I I have some labels where I just filter the stuff out and I never want to really see it anyway. Exactly, and I, and I can just turn those off, and I can always you know in the in the uh, filtering section for the labels, uh, when before it sends it to the label, you can tell it to mark it as red, and so mm-hmm. that way it doesn't actually make the label appear. But now you know you get something. And it's like hey, you know what? I want I want this to be here. But I want it to be, you know, I, I want to see it and I want to know that something came in there, but I don't necessarily want it in my inbox because it's something that doesn't have to be done right now. Right. And that would be nice. And so I'm sitting there thinking of exactly how I'm going to work this to my benefit. But then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, what if I actually go in and I and I have this? I, I, nah, you know what? I, I like it. I like it a lot. And yeah, then, I just so, took yeah. off my. I, I hadn't been using, but I actually deleted all of my multiple inboxes, you know, fields. And um, yeah, I mean, it's like, wow, that's what your inbox is supposed to look like. Because here's the thing: even with multiple inboxes, I still would have unread. I still had they were read messages, yeah, but they still had the label there. Yeah. So my even my multiple inboxes, they always had messages in them. Yeah, that, that's what I don't like is because I have. It's like, listen, I've done this, but I'm just waiting for that stuff to be processed. Right, but so, but so I do want to see them, but I don't want to see them right now because technically I'm in inbox zero. Right, exactly. But exactly. I'm not because it shows those. Now, what I could do, and see, this is the thing. What I could do is leave the labels on them, and then how do I get them to show up? Well, I can actually go in and tell it, say, you know what, mark this as unread, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden that will that will stay there until I mark it as read or right. whatever the case may be. So that's how I can still get it to show up, but it shows up in the side showing me that, that, you know, that there are some items to take action on or I'm waiting for action to happen on them. Mm-hmm. You know, top of mind kind of deal, but it doesn't have to be my inbox. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So, so I like it. this. I like this. Yeah, thank you thank for you. sharing that. that that's that's a big news. I stumbled upon it for All whatever right. I was doing. I think I was working with a client on the phone and, I was I was showing yeah I was I was showing them how to create a filter, and uh, and I went wait a minute I've never seen this before so cool anyway. okay so what's YouTube doing to revamp their focus on channels and why our brand should pay attention to it? Well, I've, what's interesting I think YouTube was purchased for like six billion dollars by Google and very quickly they said you know we, we need to make this profitable. I mean that was always the question of of YouTube was it's great that it's this huge. Uh, you know, this huge volume, this huge library of videos, but how are you going to make any money doing that? You're just basically paying for this massive uh, hosting of all these um, videos. But whoever, and I apologize, I don't know the name, but whoever is heading up YouTube now, I think in the last two years or so since the purchase has really done uh, a a really good job of trying to, um, first, I don't know if you know about this, Cliff, they actually spent millions of dollars uh, sending equipment to people that were producing quality YouTube content, you know, people that have half a million or a million subscribers on their channels, you know, uh-huh. um, whether they, whether it was sophomoric humor or not, uh, or, you know, they, they were actually, they were sending them video equipment 
because it was to their benefit as a channel, uh, as a site, to uh, for those people to have better equipment. And so anyway, they've continued to evolve, and now they're actually creating content that is YouTube-only content. And I think because people are becoming much more comfortable uh, taking in their, uh, you know, watching video via the web, via their uh, television, but through the web, or uh, you know, or or just the Netflix generation that's being raised now, that they um, they're realizing we, we've got to we've got to become more of a a channel uh, than just this you know Google a video. Does that make sense? Right. Um, and so I think they're 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 going to organize themselves in a way that I think we're used to. You know, for my Dish Network, I can go through and I see ESPN one two. ESPNU, ESPN Classic, you know, they're going to reorganize their site in, I think, a more cable-like way. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, and I don't mean, I only mean that in the way that, um, the, the, the way the channels are organized. That, that's what I mean by the, the way they're going to organize it. But I think it'll look different. I think it'll be uh, better for someone who wants to actually go there. And I think it'll be really fascinating to see how it goes from, you know, Diet Coke and Mentos you know, 60 second deals to actually becoming maybe a legitimate channel that you and I are, are, are watching, uh, through our television in a year or two. Yeah. I will, we'll see how things go. I, I definitely don't want to see, um, you know, this move to where they conglomerate a bunch of different content under like a technology channel. If it takes away any of the branding of the individual shows, but if they, you know, if they actually come up with some channels that that incorporate other channels and stuff like that, and but they all yeah, maintain I, their own identity. I, yeah, I don't think I don't see them taking away the individual identity of the channels. I just think they're hopefully going to organize it in a way that it's easier for me because when I go to YouTube, it's basically like, well, they're all sort of at one level, which yeah. is like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, versus like I was saying, like I've got my ESPN section, you know, or your, your well, home shopping network sections or whatever your, your well, sections of television are, your channel blocks. I, I think they're just saying, okay, we've got enough content here and we need to look more like what people are comfortable looking through and viewing, just like Netflix. I mean, yeah. Netflix, you've got, you know, your kid movies and you've got your action movies. And so I don't, I don't think yeah. it's going to be that that different i think it's going to be more actually what we're used to the only the only thing i'm concerned about is you know i i kind of like the fact that we're all at the same one level because that means a brand new business a brand new brand can be right there next to old spice you know and and Mm -hmm. and you can actually see a related video and and if your video has anything to do with the topic of you know aftershave you can say hey i just launched my own aftershave and and or sure. you know body wash and i'm right there yeah. and i, I agree i i so i, 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 I kind of like some I get of that you're defending yeah i think it makes sense so i i kind of like the even playing field the one thing i want from youtube is i want the ability to, up to upload my own thumbnails by golly and i want to tell you something a friend of mine um i've got two friends one of them actually says, well, you can just upload it. And I'm like, whatever. He says, all you have to do is you have to be one of their partners. And I'm like, yeah, but don't you have thousands and thousands? He goes, well, you know, I don't have, you know, lots of videos with multiple thousands, but I've got a, an episode, you know, a couple episodes or videos up there that, that are over a thousand. And I'm like, well, so do I. And, yeah. and so uh, he says, well, you should apply. And so my friend and another friend of mine, he applied at the same time I did. And uh, within one week, my other friend got approved. I'm still waiting. 
Dude, you're like, you're getting dissed all over the place. I know. Facebook, like, make a page and you're not the admin for it. Yeah, I know, I know. But the thing is, is, is like, you know, now, here's the deal. I mean, I, I right now, my, my ID is under, still under my old Gmail, Cliff EOTC. But I am seriously thinking about creating a channel called pod, uh, youtube.com slash podcast answer man. Yeah. And, and, you know, just going with some very high quality, high end stuff. And I know that that can build a huge following yeah. and, and stuff. But, you know, I don't want to do it if I if I get these crappy, low quality, you know, thumbnails. I, I just don't like them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, YouTube helped me out here. I love the fact that they let me do one out, you know, one and two hour videos now, which uh, is really awesome. But uh, yeah, it's not, great. not digging the not digging the you know, the very low quality thumbnails that they choose. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just ironic because it's, that's your first impression of the video. It so, is. It is indeed. Yeah. All right. So anyway, you want, uh, so what's this next thing? You want better customers, uh, get real. So here's, here's something that I, this is not a, um, I don't know if it's a technology trend, uh, as much as it is just, this has just happened to me, not out of maybe being purposeful, but just, a response from those who follow and read my stuff is my engagement with my blog posts or my videos has really doubled and tripled in the last few months. And, you know, I, I've put in a lot of late nights lately. Um, you know, I've had to take time off work in the morning because my wife, we're having an, another child, as a lot of people know. And so she hasn't felt well in the morning. So I, I take a couple hours off in the morning. So I end up working late at night. And I did this video the other day of, uh, me at Hy-Vee, which is our local grocery store, to your Kroger's, to my Hy-Vee. And uh, they have this place in the, you know, it's like you can see like 200 people there. It's like a little restaurant or whatever. But I was there at like 11 o'clock at night uh, working. And I just made this video about this is this is how you have to keep working. You know, it's not all glorious. I'm sitting in a grocery store at 11 p.m., you know, and because uh, I just didn't want to be in my dark office. And it's amazing to me the response I've gotten from that because people were just like, thank you for not making it look easy because I looked very tired and even my screenshot uh, on the video uh, is me like rubbing my face because I was so tired. But the idea of authenticity sells, I mean, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say this, authenticity sells. And then uh, I got such a good response from that. I did this talk at my church this weekend to our men's group called 10 Ways to Ruin Your Relationships. And um, it's a 20 minute talk and I have it posted on be a better husband podcast as well as the audio, the videos on the website, but the audio is on the feed and I posted it on our church's website. But then I, I posted it on my own blog, just, Hey, here's, and I think I wrote something like, you know, you see me talking about business all the time, but I have other speaking opportunities and this is one of them. And this is me talking about, you know, don't get divorced. <laughs> don't, don't be a dumb husband. All these, you know, all these, all these tips that I have for, uh, you know, how not to screw up your relationships. And, you know, some people might say, well, what if people don't go to church and da, da, da. And it's like, you know what, this is who I am. People are buying into me and my brand. I'm not going to pretend I don't talk to my men's group on Saturday mornings. Right. And again, I've got a lot of great feedback from clients and or potential clients to just say, I really like that talk. And it's like, they took the time to watch it. I know they did like the whole thing. Right. And it's my encouragement that they're, it is hard to differentiate yourself if you're selling the same stuff, but every person who sells the stuff is different, right? So maybe your stuff isn't that different, but you are going to be different. And so it's my encouragement to 
the the store owner who sells the same thing that someone else sells a mile away, the difference may not be your product, but the difference is going to be you as an individual. And and please uh, put that on the web. And video is a great way to do that. Writing is good as well. I prefer video, um, but or or podcasting as well, obviously. But I, I've just been really pleased with the feedback I've gotten so far, and, and I just wanted to encourage our listeners as much as we talk about technology, use that technology to, encourage our to show how you're different. About technology. Sorry you, about that. Sorry. I opened up another browser to, <laughs> to pull right. up a, a link that I was going to share with you. Um, yeah. it, matter of fact, it, it reminds me of something that we talked about in a uh, panel discussion down at PodCamp Nashville. Uh, Dan Miller, uh, David and Paul Foster, and uh, Connie and Sheila uh, from ConnieAndSheilaTalk.com. Uh, they did a panel discussion for me uh, at PodCamp Nashville called How to Become a Thought Leader slash um, Influencer with your audio podcast or whatever you're doing. And mm-hmm. um, basically, one of, the, one of the things is, you know, making sure that you keep the personal in personal brand and, and mm-hmm. you know, sharing who you are, being authentic and, and being real and, mm-hmm. and sharing your own story. And so there's a lot of valuable stuff there. And so I, I love that. And so we'll have a link to, I guess, that uh, 10 Ways video. So andytrob.com slash 10 Ways. Yeah. And, if you want to uh, ruin your relationships, just uh, yep. just go for it. There you go. <laughs> and then uh, check out Podcast Answer Man episode number 204. And uh, there is a very excellent panel discussion with some very awesome people that you can find uh, there at podcastanswerman.com episode 204. There you go. I have not listened to that. I saw that you'd done it, but I guess I just forgot that you would have recorded it because, of course, you record it because you're Cliff Ravenscraft. I so know. I just put it online this morning. Actually, Amy, my assistant, just put it online this oh, morning. Okay. So I don't feel as behind then. There so. you go. We have some feedback from one of our awesome listeners. Yes, Elsie actually wrote in. She says, "Hi guys, as usual, awesome show. I'm count- coming out of lurking to perhaps offer <laughs> some more insight in terms of dictation, transcription, productivity, and workflow." I personally don't have any insight, but <laughs> I just listened to an awesome marathon episode of Mac Power Users uh, w- podcast, which is, by the way, f- FYI, it's two hours, 26 minutes and eight seconds in length for this one wow. episode. Wow. And she said, if you are a productivity slash workflow geek, it is seriously a must. Uh, in yeah. the episode, Katie Floyd and David Sparks, the host, chat with Merlin Mann regarding his workflow and his awesome geeky rific conversation ensues. Uh, I was uh, such a I was in such geek heaven I could barely contain myself. <laughs> uh, I get it, totally long, huge investment. Just putting it out there. Anyway, I'm going to put a link to this. I actually went and downloaded that episode, and I've only got like 23 minutes left in it. And I admit it is a very good episode, and nice. uh, so good stuff. I like anything with Merlin Man in it. He's a he's he's I love the way he communicates. Nice. And he's good in productivity as well. Yeah. Yep. And matter of fact, he's the first place I ever heard of Inbox Zero. Hey, now. So what what makes his communication so different he, or he's, unique? He's, or? he's funny and uh, he just is who he is and he just lays it on the line. It, it, it's, it's just good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very good stuff. Alrighty. Well, Premium WordPress themes. What's this all about? Well, you know, I've used a couple different products. I know we've talked about, uh, I don't know if we've talked about it on here, but I've just had a lot of people. It's, it's amazing. And I know you, you know this because you get so many of the same questions and you think I've answered that so many times, but there's still people that 
you know, it's the first time for them to, to experience that question. I've just had a lot of people ask me about themes lately for WordPress. And um, so I signed up for Elegant Themes. Uh, so if you go to andytribe.com slash themes, you can sign up through me and help feed my children. Um, but Elegant Themes is it's 40 bucks a year, I think. And you get access to, gosh, maybe maybe like 60 different themes. And I think what's great about them is that you can essentially, between the forums they have, some of these forums have, you know, 6,000 question and responses. So they're not, you know, they're, they're pretty full of information. Um, but they, they're, they're just themes that I would just never, ever dream of being able to come up with on my own. And if you hire a designer to do it, it would cost you a lot of money. And, um, and, I, and what's so cool about it, Cliff, is like with my weekly webinars I'm starting tomorrow, like okay. I, I, I built that site last week. And I looked at the theme for a couple of days and I was like, you know what? I'm just not digging this. And so I went into Elegant Themes and I picked out a new theme and I uploaded it and I spent about three, four hours tweaking it and boom, I've got a new theme and I love it like 10 times better than the last one. Um, but the point is if you do, if you are going to have multiple sites, uh, you can use it to, to have different themes for different sites. And, and I, I don't consider myself this coder. I don't consider myself an HTML expert at all. But the forums are simple enough that you can go in there and people ask really sort of like, hey, I'm a rookie, help me do this. And they have tons of these administrators that go in and help people. So if you're looking for themes, I, I think it's a good place to go. Um, my, my one tip, though, is if you're going to use a theme, go to the forum and see uh, how much feedback there is on the theme. Because if there's a lot of feedback, then there's going to be a lot of places for you to find help uh, if you have questions. But I've just been really impressed with how they've turned out so far, uh, it, and it just makes me look better. I mean, I redid Lynchpin podcast a couple weeks ago, and I redid um, my weekly webinars, um, and I've just gotten great feedback from it. So, um, so yeah, I, I think if you're going to do a site, um, I still think Thesis is a great option. There's a I think a theme called Standard that's a great option, uh, but for the person who truly doesn't really want to learn to code or anything like that, then um, I think Elegant Themes is a is a respectable option. Very cool. Yeah. And there's another one called Woo Themes, but I'm not as impressed by that one, but a lot of people do. So, yeah. Yeah. So awesome. what, what's going on in the world? We've talked about my business a lot. What, what's, what's next up? Um, you're going to keep podcasting. Uh, keep- you know, I'm thinking podcasting is pretty much dead. Now we kind of plateaued, you know, I, I thought the internet itself was dead. Yeah. Like just all together. Podcasting. So totally now Al Gore has to invent something else. Yeah. So, no, seriously though, um, you're working on man. I am pretty much just now getting caught up from my March A to Z course, uh, as far as personally in, in my in my business and stuff like that. Um, really looking forward to the rest of April to uh, kind of start working on a honey do list that I've made for myself. Uh, for for gspn.tv. I mean, our our podcast episodes have been free since January. And if you still go oh. into iTunes, it says this is the free feed. And if you want, so I've got to update all of that stuff. I've got a bunch of new, uh, I, I want to change some descriptions of some shows and swap out some artwork that's been updated. So I've got, yeah, a, I've got a lot of maintenance stuff. You got some personal maintenance stuff to do for the gspn.tv community and network. Um, uh, I am going to be doing the A to Z class again in May. And check this out. The only place I've ever mentioned it is in Podcast Answer Man and just in passing, right? Yeah. Seven out of 20 of the spots for my May 2011 class is already filled. 
Nice. Seven out of 20. So, um, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I plan on, I believe Friday or Saturday, I will be working on the new marketing campaign for my podcasting A to Z for May. And I'm thinking probably within the first two weeks of that marketing campaign, uh, we'll fill up the rest of those 20 spots. So I'm pretty excited about that. If anybody's interested, uh, email me cliff at podcastanswerman.com. I'll, I'll get you the information. Uh, but yeah, and, and one of the things that I plan on doing uh, once I get everything, all my honeydew list and my to-do list all up to date and and uh, I feel like, you know, I, I already pretty much know exactly how the 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 A to Z course is going to go in May because I just finished one in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I, that's that's a no brainer for me. And, and I plan on actually still spending an, at least a, a probably two and a half weeks uh, intensely on adding new value to that class. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I plan on doing that. But some other things that I plan on doing is, uh, you know, just just thinking strategically about what the future of, of my marketing is that, you know, I, 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 matter of fact, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I, I should do something with YouTube. You know, I, I should do, I should create a branded podcast answer man channel. And yeah. uh, that's, that's something I think I'm going to pursue. I think it makes a lot of sense, Cliff. I just want to encourage you in that direction because I think what, what you've done and a lot of people could learn from, and it's, it's, it's a, it's hard to decide these things as they're, um, as they sort of as they come up one by one. But um, but what you've done is, you know, if you go to if you type in businesstechweekly.com, it doesn't take you to businesstechweekly.com, right? You, you all all of these shows exist on a few different installations. But Podcast Answer Man uh, is um, is a brand, yes. right? Yeah, absolutely. It, it can stand on its own. Now we all know it's part of GSPN, but it it can and does stand on its own in a lot of people's minds. Frankly, I think there's a lot of people of all your shows that just listen to that show. You know yep. what I mean? Like that's the only one they listen to of all the others. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who listen to a lot of them, but there's a lot of people that just listen to that show out of your network. And I think having your own channel for that, uh, and, and because you know it makes us so much sense from an income perspective of how your business is structured, to you know have yes have this huge menu. Uh, of things that you do, but it doesn't make sense to have a family from the heart YouTube channel and a business tech weekly YouTube channel. I mean, it does, those things wouldn't be able to stand on their own. Um, and again, that's, this is where I encourage folks when you, when you want to build something, try to build it, you know, deep and tall, you know what I mean? Like don't, don't try to spread yourself out across a lot of different things. Try to do fewer things better. Um, and, and I think, you know, it just makes sense to, uh, and I think maybe that's why you've hesitated. I mean, you don't want to make some some other place. It's not good workflow to just have all these things sort of out and about all over the spread spread all over the place. It's harder to maintain them. Yeah, you know. So I, yeah, I think that would make sense. I know you do a good job, and and you might just have to get over your your thumbnail issue. Yeah, is there, th- a good, is there a good counselor you can see? Yeah, I think I might see some counselor, somebody to see if they can help me get through that. But. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to knock it out of the park and I'm immediately going to grow my audience to, you know, to where I get about four or 5,000 views on every video. And then as soon as I do that, I'm going to reapply under the new account. But you're right. I don't want to just, I mean, I, there, you know, we're, t- we were talking about this on uh, social media serenity this morning, by the way. Uh, and that was social media serenity episode number uh, Social Media Serenity, episode number 84. So go to socialmediaserenity.com 
and go to episode number 84 and check it out. Um, because I just deleted my podcast answer man dot, uh, podcast answer man Facebook page because I, I know what gold mine is there, but I, it's not a place that I have the time and the resources or the desire to mine there yet. Mm Hmm. You know, and so I've decided it's like, you know what? I am not going to pursue the Facebook audience right now. But uh, matter of fact, I would say that the YouTube audience is definitely one that I would much prefer investing in, especially when you consider the uh, the the ability to, you know, do video tutorials and stuff like that. Just little short little one offs and stuff. And who knows how YouTube will develop? It will. I know that we don't know how, you know, that that it. You know that it becomes a place for commerce for videos. You know we don't know. We we you know we don't we don't know what that's going to look like. We don't know if I'm going to be able to in a year from now pay you know twenty dollars a month to subscribe to your channel. You know I mean who knows? Right. You know I it, and I'm not saying you would, but it, it's we we don't know where it's going to be. But the point is you should be there, right? Right. Versus a Facebook page where it's like, you know I mean I was at um, this this thing last week here in town on Friday at Oda sessions and, um, had uh, some great speakers come in and, um, and, and uh, I was going to lunch with a friend of mine. He got a call and Facebook had changed the rules on the formatting for their Facebook fan pages. You know, like this FBML language that was used, suddenly they changed the rules on it. And this guy, you know, he builds Facebook fan pages. It's one of the things that he's, he's able to do. And he had to tell a client, Hey, I know you wanted me to work on this, but Facebook just changed the rules. And, you know, WordPress doesn't change the rules, right? So it's about owning uh, your image. And when your image is reliant on Facebook, you know, that's a problem because you don't own your image. They yeah. could switch it and drastically change what your viewers see. Um, and that's, that's a scary thing, I think. Indeed it is. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So that, that's what's going on for me. And uh, so, yeah, uh, lots of exciting things happening. Well, I'm stuff. proud of you. I'm proud of you for stepping back and looking big and helping more people at the same time. You know, I mean, it's um, it, it's hard to say no to lots of little things in order to say yes to to the amount of work I know that goes into. I mean, I've done them of those huge group classes. I mean, it's just it's a lot of work, but um, you know, it's it's an investment to go deep, and uh, I know people are getting a bargain when they pay for it. But oh, you yeah. multiply that and. Um, it becomes a great deal for you too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it definitely brings a, a great deal of income for me personally, and it, which helps me have the ability to to say no to things because I'm not worried about the income at that point, and mm-hmm. it gives allows me more margin in my life, and that you know I'm achieving so many more things with my family and my mm-hmm. personal health. So that's all good, and not to mention the fact that yeah, while it's a boatload of income for me. At the same time, um, you know, for the people who are participating, I mean, it's kind of like they get all of the products plus unlimited access to me by, you know, submitting questions to me for an entire month. And mm-hmm. it's like, man, I, it's like they get all they get all the content, uh, which is, you know, what they would have paid for the class. But then on top of that, you get unlimited access. So it, it's it's pretty it's pretty much awesome. And a lot of those, and I was not a lot, all those products you've created already, you know, and it's, yeah, I'm not repeating this for you, Cliff. I'm repeating it for our listeners. So friends, hear me when I say this, it doesn't take Cliff that much more work to give out that much of a bonus. And it's a tremendous bonus because he's created this. And that's why 
That's why, frankly, I'm starting to do weekly webinars. It's because I'm taking your advice. I'm taking the advice of other people that I read and trust and respect and going, you know what? They're not going to be as good uh, tomorrow when we do our first one as they will be a month from now. But you know what? Uh, what's the other alternative? Do nothing, <laughs> which is what I've been doing currently when it comes to webinars. And I have just such a, a huge group of people that I'm connected with that have wisdom to share um, that it's stupid for me not to tap into them. So like tomorrow, we've got, I think, 20, 18 people signed up for this, how to use live chat on your website. And you know, so that's 20 people that could buy the replay uh, or it's 20 people that will just be helped by the live version. Um, and, 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 and if there's zero people, I'll still do the webinar because I'm going to record it and it becomes a product later on. You know, Now, these aren't going to be as polished and as long maybe as some of yours, but if I'm doing one every week, um, then, uh, of course, that's an opportunity to grow my brand and to bless and help people because they're always free live. Uh, but I'm creating this other income stream you know, from conversations I, w- I have anyway. I'm just going to record them. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm excited. I'm excited to, um, I'm excited, Cliff, because it's pushing me. It's pushing me more and more to, to, to produce and to ship. And I, I've got about six weeks of them booked out already. And I've got more people that are, I, I'm going to have a guy um, do a webinar on how to publish on the Kindle, you know, how to just take your Word document and have it on the Kindle in 24 hours, you know. Um, that's when I'm, I'll be coming in May, I think. So there, yeah, there's just a huge variety of, of, of ones that I can do and, um, and people are receptive. And I said to my friend the other day, I said, it's amazing how, um, how people don't come to things that you don't invite them to. And there's so many people that we, we work with, Cliff, and they're like, how do I get started? And how do I grow my business? And, and it's like, well, you have to start. You can't figure it out and then start. Like, you have to start. You have to create content and then post it to iTunes, right? That's, that's how iTunes works. Right, you can't just think about doing it, and iTunes magically sucks in listeners. You know, you have to create things, and so uh, I'm proud of you for doing it. And frankly, I'm proud of me for doing it too, because it, there's always that resistance that says, "Well, what if nobody shows up?" And the bottom line is, one, people do show up, and two, even if they don't, that's why God made ScreenFlow so I can record it and make it a digital product. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool stuff, man. Uh, so what else are you, you... Now, I hear there's a delay because of a freelancer. Uh, this is just life lesson. I'm glad I could be the, the guinea pig for some people. I hired a freelancer to help me with my formatting for my um, for my uh, Dan Miller and Pierce Mars interview, which is... I mean, the interview is done. I just... It's like a 45-page workbook, and I was and I hired this guy to, to work on it, and he just... You know, I don't know what other work. I don't know if he took somebody else's work and showed it to me because his work looked great. Um, but um, I'm I'm officially over one on Elance <laughs> because he showed me this. You know, he's got they can show you all the work they've done, and it's just I don't I don't I don't think he was honest in his. Uh, I I can't see that he did the same work that he showed me because he showed me a a, a draft of the cover. And I, I literally just sent him an email right away and said, we're ending this project right now. Like this is, it was so bad uh, that I said, this is not revisable. You know, this is not tweakable. <laughs> it, it should just be thrown away. You know I mean? It was, you know, I, I stink at design cliff and it, my design would have been 10 times better. So anyway, so I leaned on him and, and lesson learned. I, I won't, I won't lean on people that I don't trust for deadlines. And so it's pushed back a bit, but I'm, I'm still working on it. And, 
Uh, I'll let folks know when it's out. And uh, I'm, I'm encouraged, though, because what, what was just an audio is now a 45-page workbook with about 75 different points and questions. And um, I'm very excited about the product. It's just going to take a little longer, but it's coming. It'll get there. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. And I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here as we've been talking. I am trying to, uh, trying to create a YouTube account with Podcast Answer Man as the user ID. So nice. You know why? Because I want to ship. <laughs> Boom, and, baby. And, and I don't want anybody to go take my stuff. So <laughs> no squatters. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. am now registered with YouTube. Nice. Customize your channel page. Ah, there we go. YouTube.com slash user slash podcast answer man yeah it's all there now yeah. i now i don't have to worry about it not being taken so you're on the youtubes i am on the youtubes <laughs> so yeah there's lots of good stuff going on in our world and um you know i just want to encourage people i, I had a great I'm, i have a new guy i'm mentoring now and trying to help him grow his business and and um trading for some design work and stuff so he's he's going to do the ebook cover now um but was talking with him this morning. It amazes me, Cliff, how many people listen to us, uh, correspond with us. That I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if the failure muscle is too strong or the resistance muscle is too strong. But you know, you just have to be willing to take risks in business, and they're calculated risks, and they're not fatal risks. Um, but you have to just put stuff out there. I mean, I, I remember Cliff, you asking me to pray specifically for that class that you just finished that was completely full, and saying. Hey, can you please pray for this? Because it's not full, yep. <laughs> you know, and it, it got filled up. And even if it didn't get filled up, you, you still would have done it, you know? Yep. So, but you would not have, you know, uh, needed prayer for it <laughs> and you would not have completed it if you didn't just put it out there. I mean, at some point you got to put it out there and say, anybody want to come to my party? And, uh, and it's amazing how many people will, um, if, if you consistently put good quality stuff out there. So I'm seeing that. I know you've seen it and I encourage our uh, our listeners to just just get out there and, and be willing to be ignored a little bit, but eventually people will listen. Yep. Hey, have you found any other new apps or anything like that that you've been playing around with? Well, you know, you turned me on to Eventbrite for the first time, I think, and so I did download their app, and I'm 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 grateful for it. It's nice to like kind of check in on your event and see how many people have signed up, and if you do have a, a physical event where people are coming to a specific location, you can have them check in through the app, which is pretty cool. Um, so that one, that one specifically has been very, uh, you know, it's been nice to use that to sort of check in. Um, I want to, I want to let, I want to let, peop- let people know that ScreenFlow, uh, our favorite screen editing software, yes. uh, our screen capturing software, and in my opinion, my full blown video editor, um, yeah. is now available in the Mac App Store. And what this means is you can pay $99 for it once. And if you have three Macs, you can put it on all three Macs. Wow, that's awesome. So that's totally that's awesome. awesome. And yeah. uh, the other thing I want to share is um, I talked about ScreenFloat last week, right? Yeah. Okay, ScreenFloat came out with an update today. Uh, and I updated it, or it might have been yesterday. But anyway, now they actually do their screen captures in PNGs instead of TIS. Oh, nice. So I'm very glad about that because I was having a hard time getting the TIF file to open up in uh, Adobe Photoshop. Mm-hmm. All right. The other thing I want to mention is that I am, and I, and I shared this in Help I Got a Mac this morning, but I'm looking for, if anybody out there can help look out for this for me, 
but I am looking for desperately a text editor for the Mac that has persistent saving ability. Mm. And what I mean by that is that as soon as it opens my TXT file out of Dropbox, that if I type a couple words or a couple letters, that or even if it's in every 15 seconds, that, that's fine with me. But I want it to be able to save that file, not create a new file, you know, until I officially save, not to actually dump the old, you know, the not to save the file and then create a, a backup of the old one. I just wanted to save the file. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need backups or copies of originals and stuff like that. Dropbox gives me versions if I need to go back. Mm-hmm. I just want a, a text editor that does the same thing that the plain text editor or te- plain text app on the iPhone and iPad does, which persistently backs up a new copy of the file every time you type something new. And I'm oh, looking. You, do you use plain text? I do use plain text a lot on my. I love iPhone. that app. Yeah, and I love the, that app. The, what happens is I, I have a I have a to-do list called to-do.txt. Mm-hmm. And that's where I add all my to-do stuff on the go now. I, I know I change this all the time. But now I open up Text Wrangler, you know, and, and, and uh, hopefully I hit the save button and it saves it back to my Dropbox and it's immediately available. Well, the other day, <clears throat> I had been playing around and doing some stuff in my to-do box, to-do list for a couple hours. And uh, I had, you know, wiped off a couple things and I added a couple new things to my text wrangler. And uh, basically what happened for me is um, at the end of the day, I was quickly trying to close all the applications and I am like sitting there and choosing no, 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 no. And then what I just told it to do was close text wrangler and don't save any changes. Mm-hmm. And all, you know, all of the stuff that I'd cleared off on my to do list, that was easy for me to correct. But I'm like, oh, what did I add to my to-do list? And it was gone. <laughs> that's why you have a to-do list. So you don't have to remember what you added to your to-do list. Exactly. So. <laughs> so that's what I'm looking for is I'm looking for persistent backup on Snow Leopard. The text edit application that comes with the Mac will actually mm-hmm. back up every 15 seconds if you want it to. But it, it does some wonky things. It creates it creates a backup file and, and all this other stuff that I really don't want to happen. So mm. I'm and, interested to see if there's a... You know, if there's a, a you know, like an app, like an app in the Mac store, the Mac App Store that would, you know, like a plain text was on, uh, uh, was an app in the Mac App Store as well. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, and so, so it was all all across now the devices as well as the computer. Dave Thackeray says uh, you should so check out Workflowy. <laughs> So workflowy.com. Let me click this video and see what it says. Workflowy is like a single piece of paper that can hold your entire brain. It's the first organizational tool that lets you easily organize things the way you naturally think. By breaking everything down into smaller pieces, putting small pieces together into bigger ones, and focusing in on one thing at a time. I use Workflowy for everything from brainstorming, to note-taking, to organizing projects, to keeping a journal. It's as easy to use as a text editor, but can hold mountains of information without becoming overwhelming. Okay, it looks like a looks like an outliner. And you wonder how you ever got by oh. without it. Yeah. You'll be less stressed and more productive. I'm looking for text editor though. I I, I I want something as basic as text editor, so it's something I can actually type in. And uh, yes, I use text wrangler and text wrangler does not do autosave. Hmm. So if anybody out there is listening and you know of anything, please do let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and I'm I'm actually been playing around a lot with uh, 
I've been playing around a lot in the Mac App Store. I'm starting to see some really exciting things. I want to tell you one thing. Whatever you do, uh, at this point, don't waste your money on an app called Savior. All right? (laughs) I know. Weird name, right? But anyway, the app is called Savior. And what it does is it you can assign certain applications to this application and you can set it to a certain time interval as, as often as every 15 seconds. And any application that you have open and running that you have assigned to this application, every 15 seconds, it will go in and automatically save where you're at. The only thing is, is on their website, I, they have a screen capture of what it looks like in one of the screens and where you add, you know, the, where you whitelist applications to be included in this. Text mm-hmm. Wrangler is one of those in the screen capture, which is why I paid the $5.99 to, to buy the app. Yeah. And Text Wrangler does not work with it. Liars. Yeah. I was not happy. You grab, know, your pitch, I, grab your pitchfork. We're having a good well, old fashioned. It was the first time I put a one yeah. star review in the Mac App Store. Yeah. With my email address saying, I'll change it if you fix this. That's right. <laughs> Contact me. Anyway, folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. Next week, uh, I'll see if I can have some more technology tools that I have found that helps me become more productive and prolific. Proficient. I want to be prolific. I want to be prolific in everything I do. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Anyway, folks, thank you for tuning in. And uh, Andy, where can they find out about your weekly seminars, your webinars? Uh, AndyTraub.com slash learn. AndyTraub.com slash learn. And if you want to learn how to podcast, head over to PodcastAnswerMan.com slash a 2 Z. That's the letter A, T O, the letter Z. And of course, if you go there right now to just say, hey, check back soon or email me for more details because I'm going to get there. I'm going to spend some time this weekend putting that stuff together. Beautiful. Hey, Cliff, I yeah. think um, that people should join the community. I'm just saying. Yeah, over at gspncommunity.com. Things are going well there. Uh, let's take a look at if I click my Ning icon up here and I click on members. If you were to sign up right now, you would be the 254th person to wow. sign up. And I will tell you what, there's some exciting post posting going on. I mean, this is not this is not another ghost town. This, my friends, is an active community of people who are there to share in similar passions, whether it be business technology, your love for the Mac, your love for books health, fitness, and accountability, family, anything you want to talk about over at gspncommunity.com.